0: This is a recording from the Saturday, November 11th, 2017 Let Peace Be their Memorial Ceremony at the Seaforth Peace Park in Vancouver. The event was co-hosted by Vancouver Peace Poppies and the BC Humanist Association. You can find more about Vancouver Peace Poppies at peacepoppies.ca and the BC Humanist Association at bchumanist.ca. Some of you will know this one. If um, you
1: know the song, could you find somebody who doesn't know the song and go and stand beside them, please? Bright Morning Star. We were just singing this in The Legion. It was a big hit, surprisingly. Mm, Bright Morning Star arising. Bright Morning Star arising. Bright Morning Star arising. Days are breaking. We stand up for our children. We'll stand up for our children. We'll stand up for our children. Days are breaking in this land. Nice aleppo children in our hearts aleppo children in our hearts aleppo children in our hearts days are breaking in this land let peace be their memorial let peace be breaking in this land. We'll welcome Syrian refugees. We welcome Syrian refugees. We welcome Syrian And we'll make this planet ours again. We'll make this planet ours again. We'll make this planet ours again. Days are breaking in this land. Say with me, bright morning star. Bright morning star arising. Bright morning Star arising, bright morning star a days a-breaking in this land. <clears throat> Thank you. You know the tune here. Uh, this is a very old tune, uh, John Brown's body, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. And uh, we have some words that are topical and relevant. And um, there's Fred Bass right in front of me. Looking like a sunflower. They're embroiled in many wars, in genocide and ugly life. They have to leave their country, leave their homes, and leave their lives. They see the senseless evil, and they've come to realize they're refugees today. Sing it with us. Come on over and live in camp. Our Canada was not their home and not their native land. But we welcomed more receivers from the country We open up our doors again and we're going to lend a hand. Health refugees today. Here we go. Come on over and live in Canada. Them and we have to draw the line they don't speak french or english and they'll steal what's yours and mine but let's stand tall and not build walls and we'll all do mighty fine well Syria and other tyrannies and soon be so many more with the rising of the seas let's live in hope not fear live as friends and family welcome them today last time here we go come on over and live in Canada Teresa Gagné, who's the organizer of this event, is a small person, but she has a very large hook, and she's going to apply it to the, my neck and these people's neck in a short little while, and we'll start the official ceremony. Until she does that, we'll just carry on singing. Let's do uh, Wonderful World, because this is a song that for all time and all places, and um, it may be oversung, but there's a reason why it's oversung. It's because it's a good song. I see trees of green. Ready? Here we go. It's in the W section. It's alphabetical, so that makes it easy. Okay. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself. What a wonderful world I see skies of blue Clouds of white Bright blessed day Dark sacred night And I think to myself What a wonderful world of the rainbow so pretty in the sky also on the faces of the people you can't argue with this stuff I see friends taking hands saying how do you do there is and grow They'll learn much more than I'll ever know And I think to myself What a wonderful world You're sounding good. Okay. Those of you who are fans of Tom Waits will enjoy this. Those of you who are fans who are Buffy St. will enjoy this. This is a medley. Tom Waits chorus and a Buffy St. Marie uh, verses. Okay, here we go. Mm, we're five foot two. We're six foot four. We fight with missiles and with spears. We're all of 61 and we're only 17 Being soldiers for a thousand years We're Catholics, we're Hindus, we're atheists, we're Janes We're Buddhists, we're Muslims, and we're Jews We know we shouldn't kill and we know we always will Kill you for me, my friend, and me for you And it's time, time, time And it's time, time, time And it's time, time, time That we love And it's time, time, time We're fighting for Canada We're fighting for Iran And we're fighting for the USA Fighting for the Hezbollah and Israel. And we think we'll put an end to war this way. We're fighting for democracy, we're fighting for the cause. We're fighting for the good of all. We're the ones who must decide who's to live and who's to die. And we don't see the writing on the wall. And it's time, time, time. Sing it with us. It's time. How would Hitler have condemned those at DeKalb? Without us Caesar would have stood alone We're the ones who leave our bodies as weapons of the war And without us all this killing can go on We're the universal soldiers on both sides of the war Our orders come from far away no more is a simple message. Come from us, you and me, and friends, can't you see? This is not the way we put an end to war. And it's time, 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 and it's time. Is time, time, time? Is it time, time, time? I think it's time, time, time. I can feel that hook coming. Time, time, time. We gotta go. And it's time, time.
2: Thank you very much, that was gorgeous, and and all you singing along was just fabulous. Uh, My name's Nan Gregory, and um, I'd like to welcome you to Let Peace Be Their Memorial, a wreath-laying ceremony to acknowledge and highlight the overlooked and implicit victims of war. Today's ceremony, in its second year, is presented by Vancouver Peace Poppies and BC Humanist Association. I'd like to begin this ceremony by acknowledging the Squamish, Musqueam and Tsleil-Waututh nations upon whose traditional and unceded territory we now stand. We'd like to thank the City of Vancouver and Vancouver Parks for their assistance and their financial support in waiving the permit fees for this special ceremony. Yay, Vancouver Parks! Thank you very much. We're delighted to have Commissioners Catherine Evans and Stuart McKinnon of the Vancouver Parks Board here today. And I'd like to begin the ceremony by inviting them to lay a wreath on behalf of the Vancouver Parks Board and Recreation. Where are you? Oh, there you are with your beautiful wreath. Well, come and put your wreath where it belongs. Thank you very much. And now I'd like to invite representatives of our two host groups to say a few words. And the first one is going to be Teresa Gagné. Teresa, I can't even see her. Are you ready to go? Okay, she is. Uh, She's a founder of Vancouver Peace Poppies, and she will give our first address. Teresa, come.
3: Well, thank you very much to everyone who's come out on what was looking like a not very promising day, but has improved considerably. Um, To this, our second uh, Remembrance Day ceremony to commemorate the civilians who are estimated to make up 90% of the victims of contemporary wars. Um, So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about um, our organization, Vancouver Peace Poppies, which was founded about 10 years ago, um, to make the white poppy, which we had been wearing for a few years, more widely available. And our reason for doing this was twofold. We'd been wearing white poppies for six or seven years and we'd found that people asked about them. People were interested, they were curious and it seemed like a very good way to get people talking and thinking about the important issue of civilian victims of war, of what we choose to remember and why and also about really resisting our societal acceptance of violence and war as the norm. It's in so many areas of our lives are seen as being battles with winners and u- losers, whether it's a sports game, we need to win the battle against cancer. There's a lot of um, violent war imagery that we've just kind of have almost kind of has insinuated itself into our lives. And I think Um, we need to really start thinking about that when we're really trying to um, move our society in a different direction. So we started uh, distributing first handmade poppies and then importing uh, the white poppies from Britain, from the Peace Pledge Union, which um, makes them and has been distributing them since the 1930s. In the early 1930s, um, not that long after the, war that had been described as the war to end war, um, many women in Britain were becoming concerned. They could see that there was a, a military buildup and a, a new enthusiasm for military response, and that the m- lessons that they hoped had been learned from World War One had not in fact been learned. So they originally approached the British Legion, which was just had recently been di- started distributing the red poppy and asked them to change the center of the poppy to read Never Again instead of Hague Fund, which was the fund that they was um, raising money for. Uh, that request was turned down, and so they decided to create their own symbol, and they chose the white poppy as a pledge to peace that war may not happen again. And so that was a very serious thing, and it was taken very seriously. And the first year that the white poppy was distributed in Britain, um, I believe a hu- there was 100,000 people who wore them. So it was that was a very, very powerful movement, um, very strong feeling among everyday Britons that really they felt that the lesson that they hoped had been learned hadn't been learned, and they were concerned. So as we know, it wasn't really successful. World War II came hard and fast, and it seems that in the hundreds of wars since then and the over 200 million people killed that we really don't seem to have learned what I consider to be the basic reason to oppose war, which is that it doesn't work. It simply does not achieve in almost all circumstances the aims that it is claimed to be being fought for. It doesn't bring security. It doesn't bring democracy. It may sometimes bring some land to the victor. Um, But really, it doesn't work, and we need to find other ways and to press our governments to find other ways to deal with the kind of... um, national and international um disputes that are going to always arise among human beings so that's why we're all here today to recognize the many civilian victims of war and also to pledge ourselves to work harder and to push for better ways of conflict resolution thank you very much
2: thank you teresa and now i'd like to invite Ian Bushfield, Executive Director of the BC Humanist Association, to say
0: a few words. Thank you, Teresa and Nan, for inviting me and introducing me. Thank you all for coming. It was pouring rain when we were setting up, and I was really worried it was going to be a few of us huddled under tents. I spoke here last year about how the forces of pessimism, of fear, of irrationality, And of pure, unadulterated hate and bigotry were on the rise and showed no signs of abating. You'll recall a year ago, we'd just come after the election of Donald Trump. We'd seen the vote for Brexit in the UK. And the world felt like it was going in a very dark direction. And it seems that fear, unfortunately, has mostly come to pass. We've seen extreme rhetoric between the leaders of the United States and North Korea, Like we haven't seen in a generation or more eastern europe is standing on a precipice between russia and the ukraine civil war and humanitarian crisis that's ongoing in syria is not looking to end soon even if isis is defeated there's still a litany of issues facing those peoples and that's not to mention the countless other conflicts and insurgencies going on across the globe costing countless lives these tensions have even spilled over into actual violence here in North America where we generally feel safe as white supremacists and other extremists are holding open rallies and we've seen lone gunmen murder people in mosques and in churches and people are dying in the streets from gun violence across America as well as people taking to their motor vehicles and their cars and turning them into weapons. Yet my goal isn't to come here today to just bring doom and gloom I want to find us, help us find reasons that we can continue to be optimistic and to believe that a better future is still possible. I want to see a future where those universal values that brought us all here today, compassion, peace, and justice, can help us drive to build a better world and to continue to struggle against those who would see society descend into chaos and fear. So the point of this ceremony today is to remind us to stop for a minute to remember and reflect upon the importance of peace, and particularly in light of those forgotten victims of global conflicts. War always comes with a cost, and that cost is not just paid by the people who serve in the military, but by the innocents who should be free to live in peace, as most of us take for granted. So we take this moment here today, a day set aside for remembering those who've served in combat, to also remember those who've lost their lives and paid that price. And while some of those who served did not choose to, no civilian chooses to be involved in the conflict that cost them their life. As a humanist, I believe this is the one life we have, so to me every life needlessly lost is a tragedy. And it's a tragedy each, us, each of us can understand because every one of those lives is a lost potential. It's one less mind to discover something new about the world. It's one less smile to brighten someone's day. And it's one less person who can love and be loved. So again, I want to challenge each and every one of you to not let the importance of this day end with the memory of those losses. We must continue to struggle to achieve a more peaceful future where lives are not needlessly wasted. Geopolitics may feel bleaker than at any point, at least in my lifetime and probably in a generation, but we've still come far as a species and we've seen glimpses of hope in this past year. So we can't let cynicism set back the path to peace, justice, and progress. We have to continue to defend the importances of fact, science, and evidence in understanding the world. We cannot let ignorance, clickbait, or fake news, and fear drive us. The truth is often messy, complicated, and challenges us, but we've seen how fast a lie can spread around the world. Misinformation is the secret weapon of the authoritarians, and we must apply our skepticism to disarm them. We must continue to show compassion for the people regardless of where they were born, the gender they identify as, their religion, their color of their skin, who they're attracted to, or any other ultimately meaningless line that we've drawn between our common humanity. Finally, in our daily lives, we must challenge injustice and the systematic oppression wherever it occurs. Here in Canada, that means working towards reconciliation with indigenous peoples, supporting efforts to combat sexism and racism, advocating to end transphobia and homophobia, and building a more accessible world in every aspect of our lives. As we continue through these dark days, We must hold on hope that this fight is not in vain. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Ian. And um, now I'd like to invite Michael Averill to perform John Lennon's song, Imagine.
4: Imagine there's no heaven It's easy if you try And no hell below us And above us is only sky Imagine all the people living for today, you, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one, I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will live as one. Imagine there's no country It isn't hard to do Nothing to kill or die for And no religion too Imagine all the people living life for peace, you, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one, I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will live as one. Imagine no possessions I wonder if you can no need for greed or hunger just family for woman and man imagine all The people sharing all the world You, you may say I'm a dreamer But I'm not the only one, no I hope someday you'll join us And the world will live as one.
2: Thank you so much, that was really beautiful. Um, Our featured speaker today we're honored to have Jennifer Wetterings of Médecins Sans Frontières, Doctors Without Borders, Canada. MSF is an international humanitarian NGO best known for its projects in war-torn regions in developing countries. The vast majority of its staff are volunteers. Jennifer joined MSF in 2002. She's been on several missions as financial coordinator Program coordinator, administrative coordinator, logistics coordinator, and she's worked in Congo, Brazzaville, the Democratic Republic of Congo, and Burundi in missions which dealt with disease, malnutrition, active fighting, and sexual violence. Please welcome Jennifer Wetterings. Thank you for that introduction.
5: This November 11th, Remembrance Day, my words do not deny nor minimize the innumerable acts of bravery and sacrifice made by servicemen and women. They are to highlight other aspects of conflict, often overlooked and nearly always underreported. Doctors Without Borders, Médecins Sans Frontières, or as we know it, MSF, helps people worldwide where the need is greatest delivering emergency medical aid to people affected by conflict, epidemics, disasters, or who m- suffer exclusion by health care, or from healthcare care, rather. Every year, we provide medical care to millions of people caught in crises in more than 60 countries around the world. MSF provides assistance when catastrophic events, such as armed, co- armed conflict, um, epidemics, malnutrition, and other natural disasters overwhelm local health systems. MSF also assists people who face discrimination or neglect when denied access to this care. MSF is neutral and impartial, humanitarian organization that aims first and foremost, to provide high-quality medical care to the people who need it most. It does not promote the agenda of any country, political party, or religious faith. And as such, endeavors to communicate its history, background, and capabilities to all parties in a given situation, so that it may gain the necessary access to populations in need. On any given day, more than 30,000 doctors, nurses, logisticians, um, water-sand experts, administrators, qualified professionals of many shapes and sizes working with MSF can be found providing medical care around the world. In 2014, MSF medical teams carried out more than uh, eight million outpatient consultations, sorry, eight million outpatient consultations, delivered over 190,000 babies, which I think is probably one of the nicest things, treated more than two million people for malaria, provided over 200,000 mental health consultations. I think you're getting the picture, lots more. When MSF responds, it's, uh, at its core, the purpose of humanitarian action is to save the lives and ease the suffering of people caught in acute crises, thereby restoring their ability to rebuild their lives and their communities their way. In 2016, MSF launched a social media act of solidarity in response to the repeated bombings of its medical facilities to stand up for the protection of civilians, civilian infrastructure, patients, medical staff, and hospitals in conflicts. The not a target campaign message was simple. Stop bombing hospitals, stop bombing healthcare workers, and stop bombing patients. MSF discloses its locations, its latitude, its longitude of its medical and healthcare facilities to the powers that be. So. Everybody knows who we are and where we are. On average, an MSF health structure was bombed or shelled every single week in 2015 in Syria, and for the first six weeks of 2016. Health workers and health structures have also been targeted in Yemen, South Sudan, Afghanistan, among other countries causing implorable and intolerable suffering and death and destruction, inexcusable. This is, the on- this is only the tip of the iceberg of reported attacks. These horrific attacks contravene humanitarian law and have a catastrophic impact on people already made vulnerable by war and violence. When hospitals are bombed, civilians are often severely maimed or killed And those who survive, lose access to the medical help they desperately need. Similar to the White Poppy campaign, much of MSF's external messaging challenges the romantic ideals of war, rather uh, highlights its far-reaching reality. A reality which impacts us all.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I'd like to ask Christopher Levinson to come up and read a couple of poems.
6: I'm going to first read a poem by Goran Simic, who was Bosnian and is now Canadian. He came as a refugee from Bosnia. The Sorrow of Sarajevo. The Sarajevo wind leafs through newspapers that are glued by blood to the street. I pass with a loaf of bread under my arm. The river carries the corpse of a woman. As I run across the bridge with my canisters of water, I notice her wristwatch still in place. Someone lobs a child's shoe into the furnace. Family photographs spill from the back of a garbage truck. They carry inscriptions. Love from, love from, love There's no way of describing these things, not really. Each night I wake and stand by the window to watch my neighbour, who stands by the window to watch the dark. And the second poem is by Laurie Lee, a British poet. This is called The Long War for Peace Day. Less passionate, the long war throws its burning thorn about all men. Caught in one grief, we share one wound and cry one dialect of pain. We have forgot who who fired the house, whose easy mischief spilled first blood. Under one raging roof we lie, the fault no longer understood. But as our twisted arms embrace the desert where our cities stood, death's family likeness in each face, must show at last our brotherhood.
2: Thank you, Christopher, very much. And now, uh, Jim Edmondson.
1: Um, I want you to imagine that you're in outer space and you're looking down, you're not that far from the earth, you're not on the moon, but you're maybe a quarter of the way to the moon, and you're looking at this beautiful planet. This is a song by Melvina Reynolds, and it's called From Way Up Here. And it's in your book it's in your book if you know the song please From way up here the earth looks very small It's just a little ball of rock and sea and of rock and sea and sand No bigger than my hand from way up here, the earth looks very small. They shouldn't fight at all down there, upon that little sphere. Their time is short, A life is just a day. You'd think they'd find a way, you think they'd get along and fill their magic days with song la 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 you know the tune la la, da, la 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 from way up here the earth looks very small it's just a little ball so small so beautiful and clear their time is short a life is just a day must be a better way to fill the time that runs among the distant suns mm-hmm. From way up here, the earth looks very small. It's just a little ball, so small, so beautiful and clear.
2: Well, that was gorgeous. Um, Now we're going to uh, begin placing our universal wreaths. These handcrafted wreaths were custom designed to recognize the overlooked victims of war, those those whose suffering is common across many different conflicts. And the first wreath today was made by students at Henry Hudson Elementary School to commemorate children killed, injured, or orphaned by war. Can you come up? These are their own handprints on the background circle. Placing the wreath are Sean Coward Ishibashi and his father, Josh. They're carrying on a family tradition. Sean's great-grandfather, General Woody Coward, was a founding member of Veterans Against Nuclear Arms and a tireless anti-war activist. Thank you both very much. That's some family tradition. The next wreath is to recognize those who have dared to resist war, their strength and commitment, as well as the persecution they often face. Whether motivated by religious faith, secular moral values, or a practical belief that war is wasteful and ineffective, we honor their efforts and their memory, This wreath will be placed by John Knopfziger from the Mennonite Central Committee of BC. Thank you, John. The medical and aid wreath features shocking photographs of bombed ambulances and poppies whose centers bear the emblems of the International Red Cross. Those emblems are supposed to guarantee protection and neutrality, but all too often they become targets instead. Local pediatrician Dr. Hillary Kitson and hospital nursing unit clerk Elizabeth Tanner have placed this wreath for you. Thank you very much. The red and white poppy buds on this wreath symbolize the precarious position of child soldiers. Neither civilian nor military. Their childhoods are cut short and even those who manage to escape suffer lasting harm from the acts they've seen. We're humbled and honored to have Facine Keita, a former child soldier from the Sierra Leone Civil War here to place this wreath. With his partner, Fasine started the Lost Innocent Foundation, whose mission is to build rehabilitation centers that can provide education, skills training, and therapy to former child soldiers, and raise funds to build a center in Sierra Leone. It's such an honor to have you here today. Gosh, gosh, may you be one of the last, oh my God. Okay, so <clears throat> the next wreath represents refugees fleeing conflict. This is the largest group of civilian war victims and the one most in the news these days. Canada gains from the skills and diversity they bring, but their homelands suffering a, suffer a corresponding loss and they suffer dreadfully on their way to safe haven. Marcy Cohen is laying this wreath in place of Mario Alea, Refugee Services Director of the Inland Refugee Society of BC. The Inland Refugee Society is one of the oldest refugee-serving agencies in BC and is committed to providing newcomers with essential services while respecting their human rights and dignity. Thank you, Marcy. The next wreath with its blasted poppies and falling petals represents the anguish of PTSD sufferers, civilian and military. We hear of PTSD's devastating effects on Canadian vets, but can only imagine the scope of untreated PTSD among civilian refugees and those living in war zones. Last year's wreath was laid by a veteran, and this year we are pleased to have and I'm just going to have to wing it the, for the pronunciation of your name. I'm so sad. I'm, I'm guessing Gida Chud. Chud. Thank you very much. Uh, the board chair of Pacific Immigrant Resources Society and Dr. Amia Wilbur, their program manager. PIRS is a nonprofit community-based organization that supports isolated immigrant and refugee women and their children by breaking down patterns of social isolation, poverty, and underemployment. Their community English language classes use a trauma-informed approach to create a safe space for women to learn, supporting them in their roles as mother and community member. Thank you so much for all the good work you do. The next wreath is dedicated to women raped and victimized in wartime a crime as old and terrible as war itself. Its symbols recognize both women's strength and their vulnerability. Placing it today are Nikki, Katie, and Miley, all volunteers with Women Against Violence Against Women. (laughs) WAVA operates a rape crisis center and works to end all forms of violence against women by challenging and changing the thinking actions and systems that contribute to it. Thank you very much. The next wreath mourns the lost potential of an estimated 50 million children whose education is disrupted by war. Some of the luckier ones end up in local schools in countries of safe haven but others spend their entire youths in refugee camps with no access to formal schooling. The roof The wreath is placed by Pummy Cor, the past president of the BC Teachers for Peace and Global Education, and Simon Oleke. Simon is a grade 11 student at Alcuin College in North Vancouver. He discovered the white poppy online while researching World War I. And he contacted us, and convinced his school to offer white poppies to students alongside the red ones this year. Thank you so much. This oil-soaked wreath represents the environmental devastation caused by war. The huge military bootprint is a major contributor to global warming, and one we should remember when focusing on local pipeline and tanker issues. Neil Adams, Chair of the Suzuki Elders, will place it on behalf of the David Suzuki Foundation. The foundation is a leading Canadian environmental nonprofit organization working with civilians, government, and business to conserve the environment and find solutions that will create a sustainable Canada through evidence-based research, public engagement, and policy work. Thank you for that. Good work. And this next wreath is for Indigenous victims of genocide and cultural destruction. Since first contact, Indigenous peoples worldwide have suffered under both overt and covert wars on their cultures and existence. These wars continue today. Our wreath of local red cedar is symbolically wound with invasive English ivy a plant famous for its habit of suppressing and killing native vegetation. On the attached leaves are the names of some of the brutal tactics indigenous peoples have faced. We're very honored today to have Eagle Eye August, hereditary chief of the Seashell First Nations, and a Canadian Forces veteran here to place it today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Our final universal wreath is labeled for peace and reflects the two reasons for today's event. We're here to mourn and what has been lost to war, where surely peace is a second casualty after truth. But we are also here to show our commitment to work for peace and a better world for all. This hopeful wreath with its colorful doves is placed by Marlene Legates, Noga Gale, and Barbara Taylor of the Canadian chapter of the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom. Since 1915, the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom has worked to bring together women of different political views and philosophical and religious backgrounds to study and make known the causes of war and work for a permanent peace. It's now an international NGO with national sections in 37 countries, an international secretariat based in Geneva, and a New York office focused on the work of the UN. And long may you work for peace. Thank you so much. And now if uh, Jim Edmondson and Ruth Walmsley would be so good as to come up and sing their version of the song of peace in Finlandia, we'll be very grateful.
1: So you've heard this song. You've heard this tune before. This is a a lovely tune by a Finnish composer called Sibelius. These are not his words. He actually wrote it as an instrumental piece. (coughs) These are my words, or somebody else's words that I've changed. Let's put it that way. Hum it first. Mm-hmm. 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 Recognize it. Mm-hmm. This is my song for people of all nations, a song of peace for lands afar and mine. Here is my home, the country where my heart is. Here are my hopes, my dreams, my holy shrine. But other hearts in other lands are beating with hopes and dreams as fine and true as mine. My goal is that this will be an international anthem. We sing it around the world. My country skies are bluer than the ocean and sunlight beams on clover leaf and pine. But other lands have sunlight too and clover and skies are everywhere as blue as mine so here's my song for people of all
6: nations
1: a song of peace for your land and What a simple concept.
2: Well, that was beautiful. I, I'm gonna if with your permission, I'm going to take it to my choir and see if we can sing those lovely words. That, that's gorgeous. Um, so now we have some additional wreaths because war is not just a universal but a particular tragedy. And this next section is an opportunity for local community groups to lay their own wreaths in memory of victims of specific wars or conflict events. We tried to be inclusive and reach out to um, as many different groups as possible, but many did not respond, and we couldn't always find a contact person. So to get the word out to every community, we need your help. If there's a group you think should be included, ask them to contact us, or write your name in our guest book and a volunteer uh, will help uh, contact the community groups next year. Oh, no, it doesn't say that. It says, you can write your name in a guest book and volunteer to help contact community groups next year. Uh, you know, like, this person who's picking up the plastic bag is caring, I mean, really and truly. Let's give her a hand. This is a gorgeous event. Just gorgeous. Yeah, my husband and I are going to go out and pin poppies next year. This is too great. Somebody said to me the other day, They should have more poppies or more places where the poppies are. And I said, do you know, like, who's making these poppies? So anyway, we're going to help you next year, and and they could use some more help too. So our our first wreath today will be placed by Satoko Oka Noimatsu, director of the Peace Philosophy Center. And it's dedicated to mourn and remember the victims of the colonial rule and aggressive wars perpetrated by the Empire of Japan. 1868 to 1945. The Peace Philosophy Center of Vancouver-based peace education organization engages the community, global and local, to create a peaceful and sustainable world. Thank you very, very much for for your work in truth and education. Thank you. Our next wreath is from the Yemeni Canadian Society of Vancouver. For the memory of those killed in the ongoing conflict in Yemen, this wreath is placed by Assad al-Jabubi, the Yemeni Canadian Society. is a non-profit organization established two years ago and registered last year, and it helps newcomers to settle in Canada. And thank you so much for coming and making that gorgeous wreath. On behalf of the group Vancouver Save Article 9, Hiroshima atomic bomb survivor, Sachi Komura Rumel will now dedicate a wreath in memory of victims of the US atomic bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki in August, 1945. Vancouver Save Article 9 works to promote the spirit of Article 9, the war renunciation clause of Japan's post-World War II constitution. Thank you very much. The next wreath is dedicated to the children of Palestine and it's being laid by Dalal Kawas representing the Canadian Palestine Association. The next wreath is for peace advocates everywhere who have stayed strong in the face of criticism, threats and even death and it's being placed by Peace Poppy wreath volunteer, Lynn Armstrong. I'm sorry, Lynn. And the next wreath is for Afghanistan from the Afghan Benevolent Association of BC and the local Afghan community. The wreath is placed by the association's vice president, Wadut Delsoz, and treasurer Fatima Aga. The next wreath is dedicated to the victims of the 1937 Nanking Massacre. It's being laid by Thekla Litt and Joseph Tong, representing the BC Association for Learning and Preserving the History of World War II in Asia. Alpha's mission is to foster awareness of an often overlooked aspect of World War II history in the interest of furthering the values of justice, peace and reconciliation, both for survivors of the past and for those who shape the historical narratives of the present and the future. Our our final wreath is for Syria. Is there anyone here with a a connection to Syria or who especially would, hmm? or Somalia, who would like to lay this wreath for us? And in, as you pass, tell me your name. This is Lois Yellens. Thank you so much for placing this wreath for us. And our final song is will be Michael Avril Avril. Sorry. Who Avril who will now share with us his own song, Stronger Together. The words are on the back of your program and please join in.
0: Well, this is a
4: tremendously beautiful ceremony and it's an honor to be here in presence with you all and big big thanks to everyone who put this together, and Teresa and the group. This is inc- really special. It's a perfect example of how we're stronger together and that's what this song is all about. So I'll teach you I'll teach you how to sing the song with me. If you watch my hands here, you sing stronger together three different ways and it goes like this. The first one goes stronger together. Try that out. Stronger together. Good, second one goes. Stronger together. Stronger together. Nice, and the last one goes. Stronger together. Stronger together. Perfect, so if you see my hand or my finger here, if you see the number here, just count with me. It goes like this, and it takes one. To have a bright idea Two, to share the worry It takes three, to split the weight When it's too much to carry It takes four, to build a shelter That withstands the weather Well, anyone can do it alone But we're stronger together Like links in a steel chain We are stronger together like a tool belt full of tools we are stronger together like muscles in the body we are stronger together well anyone can do it alone but we could all use a little help like a pack of Roman wolves we are stronger together like feathers on a wing we are stronger together like laughter with a friend we are stronger together well anyone can do it alone but we could all use a little help like members of a family we are stronger together like a forest full of trees we are stronger together like water in a river we are stronger together well anyone can do it alone but we could all use a little help and it takes one to have a bright idea two to share the worry it takes three to split the weight When it's too much to carry, it takes four to build a shelter that withstands the weather. Well, anyone can do it alone, but we're stronger together. Yeah, everyone can do it alone, but we're stronger together. Thank you very much.
3: One last word from Teresa. Please. Okay, well, this is a very important word, and it follows beautifully along with Michael's marvelous song, which is that the idea for having this ceremony, which um, ca- I came up with last year and was our inaugural ceremony last year, um, the two to share the worry, a big thanks to my partner, Denis, who's Shared a lot of worries over the last little while. And this is really noticed to you that it needs more people to carry the load. If you want this ceremony to continue, it needs not just volunteers, it needs a strong committee of people to organize it so I need your help. I need you to volunteer to be on a committee or to talk to your church social justice group or whatever group you belong to. Find someone who will agree to be on a committee to help us keep this event happening and keep these important issues and ideas a part of Remembrance Day because really that's where they belong. Remembrance Day needs to be about remembering all the victims and counting all the costs and committing ourselves, as you've done today, to work to bring an end to war. So thank you so much. And um, there is a um, uh, donations thing under the... one of the blue tents over there if you want to make a donation and um, more importantly there should be a piece of paper if there isn't I'll run over and put one for people to write down your name and contact information and really and truly I'm not kidding if we don't get a committee it's not happening next year because it's just too much but I'm so grateful that you all came out today because it's a really marvelous thing to see how it's Worked out, and we've got more community groups this year than we had last year. And just thank you all for your commitment to peace.
1: All right, this is you can walk away with a song in your heart here. Here we go. This little light of mine, it's right there on your song sheet. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Simon, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. All around this city, I'm gonna let it shine. Oh yeah, all around this city, I'm gonna let it shine. All around this city, I'm gonna. The guy uh, walking across the uh, stage here well, this, with the bagpipes was out in his uh, kayak a week and a half ago uh, going around the barge, the Kindermogen barge, in his kayak. Think about that concept. Wonderful thing What do we got? From Vancouver to Syria, I'm gonna let it shine, from Vancouver to Syria. I'm gonna let it shine, Vancouver to area I'm gonna let it, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Everywhere that I may go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere that I may go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere that I may. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Ain't nobody gonna woof it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, ain't nobody gonna woof it out. I'm gonna let it shine. Ain't nobody gonna woof it out. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. This little light of mine, here we go. Light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine.